Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. Now, today is a little bit different. So, it's currently half past five on Tuesday the 6th of April. If you're listening to this on the day that it goes live, then that would be Wednesday the 7th of April. That's right, less than... Well, just over 12 hours before it goes live, I'm actually recording it. So, to say that it's going to be a little haphazard is probably an understatement. So, <laughs> so just bear with me. Um, I'll be brutally honest, I think this week has kind of had me on my bum a little bit. So, we had a long weekend here in the UK. It was a bank holiday on Friday, Good Friday, and then Easter as well. Of course, I didn't work the entire weekend, but I also didn't take all four days off. But I did make time to spend with my family, with my niece, my baby niece. And so, I'm not going to lie, the podcast got put on the back burner a little bit, which doesn't often happen. But here we are, we move. I refuse, point blank refuse, to miss another week. I have only ever missed one week in uploading the podcast since it launched in June 2020. And I am not going to let that start now. So, uh, last week I was actually meant to have a guest on this week. And unfortunately she had to pull out for personal reasons, which, you know, it happens. So that's another kind of reason for my haphazardness. Um, I'm taking it. But it's absolutely fine. I am fully committed to launching to releasing a new podcast episode every single week that helps you to market your business in some way shape or form so when I learned that my guest unfortunately had to pull out I decided to do what I do best and take to my Instagram stories to ask you what you wanted to hear so with that in mind I put together a bit of a poll to ask you what you wanted to learn about what you needed help with all of that great stuff and after a whole bunch of polls the winner was how to convert more people on your website that you're currently getting so let's I've got a couple of ideas but again brutal honesty this is the day before this podcast goes live there's been very little prep my group program launched we had our first live lesson last night so hence the croaky voice I did talk for an hour and a half straight but I've got some notes but it's gonna be off the cuff I'm not gonna lie but without further ado let's talk about how to convert more people on your website So when I asked you guys on Instagram, the consensus was that you wanted this episode to be within 15 to 30 minutes. So I'm going to try my hardest. It might mean that I'm going to talk fast and just fly through some things. But as always, my DMs, my inbox is always open if you have a question and I can help. So let's start this episode with a bit of a caveat because this is such a broad topic that there are so many, it's so difficult because there's so many different variables and there's so many different ways to approach this based on so many different factors. Every business is so different. Every website is different. You know, depending on what platform you've built your website on, whether that's WordPress, whether it's Shopify, whether it's Wix, whether it's, I think I've got somebody in my group program this month that's built on big commerce, that's built on GoDaddy and they're all 
you know, they all basically do the same thing. They're all trying to achieve the same objective, but they all work slightly differently. So I've basically come up with three points, which again, very much going to be spitballing. So who knows where this is going to go. But of commonalities for you to look at that you can go away and look into if you're looking to convert more people on your website. And I am going to start this by saying that if you don't know, I am predominantly product-based for product-based businesses. So if you are a service-based business, you may find some good tips in here that you can use for your website, but this, generally speaking, is aimed at product-based businesses. So number one, the first thing we need to consider is are you driving the right people? We all spend so much time marketing our businesses, regardless of what that looks like, regardless of whether that's constantly pinning on Pinterest 25 times a day, posting on Instagram, showing up on Instagram stories, running Facebook ads. If you've done any element of SEO whatsoever, that's a form of marketing. If you're working with bloggers and influencers, if you're doing PR, all of that contributes. So the first thing we need to think about is are we attracting, are we showing up in front of the right people? Because essentially, if you are showing up in front of the wrong people and they're going onto your website, then they're probably not going to buy anyway. So you might find that there is actually a really weird correlation between how much traffic you're getting and how many people are converting. And the first thing to look at is if you're attracting the right people. One of the pros of using paid advertising is that you are in full control over who you're targeting what they look like what they how old they are all of that kind of stuff because you should know your target demographic right marketing 101 it just is I'm really sorry (laughs) but you have full control over that when we show up on Instagram we're trying to attract a certain type of person a certain age demographic a certain, you know, whether they've got a certain hobby, whatever that is. But that doesn't guarantee that that's what we're doing because we're talking to the masses at that point. Any kind of free social channel is talking to the masses. Even in terms of email, you know, as a quick kind of sideline story, I had a lady email me back from one of my email marketing campaigns and she's never going to be a client because she's a service-based business and she's so far away from anybody that I would probably ever work with. But she signed up to my emails. So even down to that kind of level, that channel, I have no real control over who I'm talking to. They make the decision whether they follow me, follow you, sign up to your emails, all of that kind of stuff. So the first place to think about, the first thing to think about is are you attracting the right people? Because if you're getting a shed ton of traffic, but your conversion rate is really, really low, it means you need to kind of rethink your marketing strategy because you're showing up in front of the wrong people. And, you know, it could be down to the sense of, are you leaving out critical details? So the best example I could think of this, um, I tried to put some examples down before I pressed record, but struggling right now. (laughs) So the best example I could think of is working with the kind of clients that I work with. There's a lot of kind of the the general consensus, the general, oh, sorry, 
excuse it is kind of an excuse but the general excuse the general kind of feedback let's go with that that's much more polite is that you don't want to seem too salesy you don't want to constantly be saying this is the price of something blah 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 let's flip that for a second because if you constantly post on instagram facebook pinterest twitter wherever you wherever you are and you don't make any indication as to what the price is, and somebody goes, oh, I quite like that, and you drive that traffic to your website, and then you don't meet their expectation. Let's say, for example, Tiffany, the jewellery brand. We all know what kind of a brand that is, and there's a whole host of things that go on behind that, branding, messaging, all of that kind of stuff. But if we didn't know that Tiffany was a high-end brand and we saw this beautiful ring, beautiful bracelet, necklace, whatever it is, and we kind of go, oh, cool, yeah, that's nice. Click on that. Get onto their website. Oh, that'll be five and a half grand, please. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably not going to buy it. And they don't meet my expectation, but I already have an understanding of where their price point is. If you're a small business and you're not communicating what kind of price point you're at, you're probably driving some of the wrong people to your website and you're not meeting their expectation. And that's why one of the reasons, as I say, is quite complex, one of the reasons why you might find that your conversion rate is quite low. The second thing that I wanted to pick up on is intent. So the word intent comes up a lot when we talk about things like SEO, but actually in a whole kind of marketing realm, it kind of applies So we have to think about, think about how you shop. I don't know about you, but there are occasions where I'll go onto a clothing site, be it ASOS, H&M, free advertising, you're welcome. But (laughs) it might be that I'll go onto their website, I'll have a bit of a peruse, maybe I've seen an email, maybe they've got an offer on, whatever it is, I'll go onto their website, nine times out of ten, let's face it, I'll add a ton of things that I like to my basket, get to my basket, realise, holy crap, I don't have that much money, and then I'll bounce, I'll leave, I don't convert. And so thinking about the intent behind why somebody is on your website, not everybody is ready to buy right now. And now as a business owner, and as the owner of that website that is trying to increase their conversions, it's kind of your job to get round those objections and that's what leads me on to point number three because that's the biggest thing that I see more often than you ever imagine and it's one of the biggest elements of the four-week program that I'm currently running the e-commerce accelerator also known as T and it's where I see a lot of people have light bulb moments because again go back to how you shop Think about your objections. What do you currently come across, regardless of whether you're shopping on John Lewis, Marks and Spencers, River Island, I can't think of any more brands, but (laughs) regardless of what website you're on, think about the things that make you stop and go, hmm, do I need that? Could I save that money? Could I use it for something else? Or, you know, does everything always tick a box? So common objections that always come up are things like, and this is going to sound really silly, unless you put some kind of real logic behind it, but as humans, psychologically, we always buy with emotions first and we back it up with logic. 
if I'm on your product page and you're not hitting any emotion with me whatsoever, you're not making me sense that what my life is going to be like if I buy this product. If you sell candles, we all know by now, if you listen to the podcast, candles is my go-to example brand. I'll come up with a brand name one day. Um, If we think about candles, if you're not describing to me, if you're not kind of helping me picture what my life is going to be like if I buy that candle, what does it smell like? How am I going to feel when I can smell that? Through your imagery, through your description, hitting that emotion, you're not going to convince me. We always go back to that no like and trust. I know you because I'm on your website. I kind of like you because I'm on your website. But I don't trust you enough to buy from you right now. And that's all a conversion is. Other objections are things like delivery. Oh, Delivery is the number one top dog as to why somebody will add something to their basket and not convert with you. There's 100% research behind it. I will try and find the research and link it in the show notes. But in terms of delivery, it's such an overlooked thing especially when it comes to small business. So thinking about, and it's, you know, it's delivery in its entirety. It's not just delivery cost. It's not just, you know, $1.99 for delivery for second class. Give people options. Some people are going to want it next day. And to you, it might seem utterly ridiculous that somebody might pay $7.99 for next day delivery But that's their choice. That's not your choice. You're not forcing, you're not holding a gun against their head and forcing them to pay it. Everybody has different things. Everybody has different needs. Everybody has different ways of reacting to content and reacting to certain things. If I am in love with your candles, let's say, for example, and it's my mum's birthday tomorrow and I've totally forgotten. It's not, but... I would be a really crap daughter. <laughs> but we all do it. We all forget. So even just offering that. I spoke to a client the other day who she could potentially have a very big market in the US. But the thing stopping her right now is that she thinks it would be utterly ridiculous to charge somebody that postage for her product to send to the US. It's not your decision. And that sounds a bit harsh I know I'm sorry kind of but if the customer is willing to pay it and they can see the value in it and they want it why would you stop them why would you hinder that sale hinder that conversion based on your limiting belief please don't do it so in terms of delivery it's about cost and it's about options because if you only option second class therefore you can only have it I don't know what second class is nowadays, is it three to five working days? Within that time period, if they want it sooner and you're not giving them that option, they probably already left to go and find it somewhere else. You've just lost that sale. You've lost that conversion. So if you take nothing else away from this podcast, maybe I should have just called it delivery, you know? <laughs> if you take nothing else away from this podcast, have a look at your delivery options. That is the number one reason why somebody adds something to their basket and abandons it because you don't offer good quality delivery options and they're too expensive. But if you don't offer it in the first place, you can never learn from it. And the third and final thing that I wanted to cover, because I've realised I've gone over my 15 minute mark, is (laughs) that some people need an element of kind of boosting when it comes to trusting you. And again, as humans, we all react to different things 
slightly differently. Some people will go out of their way to go and check out your social profiles. Some people will look for reviews based on your customer service level, based on the actual product, the quality of the product itself. We're looking for social proof. We're looking for other people to say, I bought this, it was amazing, it turned up on time, I had a bit of a problem, I called customer service or I emailed them, they got back to me within three hours, not four days, and they're amazing. Because some people need that, they need that reassurance. And so thinking about how you can incorporate reviews, whether that's adding banners to your website, making sure they're visible on product pages, all of that kind of stuff is really, really helpful when it comes to conversions. Brutal honesty, reviews don't really do anything for me. I either like it or I don't. I'm either going to buy it or I'm not. But I know some people, one of my family members in particular, that will not buy something if it doesn't have any reviews, if it doesn't have any positive reviews. And it just goes to show, you know, we're all very similar, but we're all bloody different. And so just finding those key objections, finding those bottlenecks that is stopping somebody from converting and just trying to fix it, just a slight tweak. So from this episode, I've wanted to keep it short and sharp, A, because I'm recording it the day before, B, because I was unprepared and and C, because you guys told me that you wanted it to be short. So that's it. The three key takeaways are, are you driving the right people? Consider all of your marketing and consider if you're getting in front of the right people. B, think about their intent. This is probably more of a mindset game for you, in all honesty. So not everybody that visits your website is going to buy everything. It just doesn't happen. And that includes the big brands too. More so. (laughs) A lot more so. So just bear that in mind. And then number three, think about the things that are stopping them. What are the bottlenecks? What are their objections? Tap into their emotions. How will they feel when they buy the product? How will they feel if they don't buy the product? What are they missing out on? Think about your delivery options, both in terms of cost and time. And please do not hinder yourself in giving additional options based on the cost that you think that people should pay. It's their choice, not yours. And then think about other ways that you can add social proof that will help push people into that checkout process, push them over the line and spending their money on your beautiful products. So that's it. That's another episode. Uh, I know I talked quite a lot. I know it's quite rambly. I apologise. And um, I hope it was helpful. As always, if you did find it helpful, then please do give it a share. Make sure you tag me. I'm Lorna Scully UK and I will share every single one of them. And then last but not least, quick sneaky peek. Next week is my episode 50, which for me feels like a bit of a milestone. Um, I know it's probably not that big of a milestone, but I don't think I've ever stuck to something for so long. As I said, as I mentioned at the beginning, I've, I've only missed one upload one week since June. Um, and yeah, it just feels like a bit of a thing. So to say thank you, there will be a bit of a giveaway during that episode. But of course, you've got to listen to the episode to be in it to win it. So make sure you subscribe and come back and listen to episode 50 of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. And until next time, this rambling Lorna is over and out. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.